We are back with a new episode of No One Asked Us. I'm Craig Choate. That's Logan Lee. This is episode 19 of our show. Follow us on Twitter at No One Asked Us Pod, at Craig W. Choate, at The Logan Lee. All of those are on the screen on YouTube for those listening. Hit us up on all of our social media, our YouTube page. Like, subscribe, share. Um, email us if you have something that you uh, would like for us to talk about. Um, thanks for listening for the first 18 and retweet and get all your friends to listen logan are you in a good mood <laughs> i'm just dancing man <laughs> just enjoying life living life just, just just living life living life to the fullest man are you just, uh fully rejuvenated like you got a second life I'm in you, you had a pretty so, good weekend right i'm so tired <laughs> i'm so tired <laughs> traveling time zones and getting back late and no sleep there oh man it was rough had a good time but uh i'm a little tired where were you guys at uh, we were just uh, just west of Denver in in the mountains in Colorado. So Is it like a secluded trip, or did you guys go um, out and do stuff? No, we went out and did stuff, but we weren't. We didn't stay. I mean, we were two hours from Denver, so oh, okay. um, there wasn't a lot of like it wasn't a ton of civilization around. Um, so Friday night when we got there, we kind of just you know stayed out at the place we were staying and you know grilled out there and. Um, just hung out there. And then Saturday we did, the weather wasn't very good. That was the unfortunate part. Saturday was going to be the day where we were going to be able to go out and, um, you know, hike or explore just whatever, you know, whatever you do in the mountains. And, uh, unfortunately it pretty much just rained off and on all day long. So, um, we did go to one of the nearby towns. It was kind of like a little touristy town. Um, they had a bunch of shops and restaurants and stuff. So we kind of just went there for the day and walked the, the main drag at the town and, you know, ate and, ate and drank there and stuff so it was a good time um had a lot of fun um but yeah the the travel um uh, for just a three-day trip was uh brutal got home pretty late last night so yeah. i'm gonna be dragging about nine o'clock tonight i can already tell so <laughs> yeah always, but other than that I, we're good have... yeah well welcome back i'm glad you're thank uh, you glad you had a thank good you. trip um were you were you out of town this weekend i feel like it's usually one of us is away from our house um our home base every weekend so was it me this weekend it was you i was home i was dog sitting both dogs this weekend oh good for you yeah good for you yeah um uh, we know we we always talk about how we never have a consistent schedule for this thing and i was thinking about we and we also always mention that we're going to go on sundays do the show on sunday nights (laughs) regularly but that's hard to do when one or both of us is always traveling on sunday so I don't know that we'll ever be on that schedule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll say it. Let's for be sure. honest. For sure, next weekend it won't be. No, for like, sure. I'm. Yeah, yeah we're we're Out both going to be the holidays. Yeah, um, and it's always we're never. You know, I travel to where you are, but rarely ever yeah. are you in the same town that I'm at the same time. It's yeah. weird. I yeah. haven't seen you in person in like I don't know 15 years. So um, <laughs> that's a good question. When was the last time? Uh, a couple of years ago when you were up here for. Uh, Oh, Illinois yeah. basketball, which can be a nice little segue into Ooh, look at this. Uh, look at that. Didn't even <laughs> that, plan it, man. That was not planned. But yeah, that's so, our first first topic of the show. To to explain what I was getting at is the last time you were in South Bend was when Illinois basketball came up and played um, here at Notre Dame. And you came up to cover the game for WCIA. And then you stayed with me and, and wrote back the next day. Yeah. So 
go ahead, Craig. What, where are we going with this? Illinois basketball is playing Notre Dame again. Oh, hey, it's funny how that works. <laughs> Logan's worlds are colliding once again. Just announced, we are recording this on Monday uh, evening. Uh, just announced on Monday for the Big Ten ACC Challenge for the second time in, it'll be three years? Yeah, four years. I guess. Second I time in four years. That was. Um, Illinois and Notre Dame matching up for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. This time in Champaign um you've been in Notre Dame or you've been in South Bend excuse me yeah for a couple of years so what is this like for you like because this is like your your two, your it, two it is here. it's it is uh I mean it's kind of bizarre it was it was nice a couple of years ago uh when you know the game was here so I was, yeah. I was a chance to me for me to actually go see Illinois play and not have to drive three hours or whatever to do it so um that was the last time I was at an Illinois sporting event I think um I couldn't tell you the time before that when it would have been um so I mean that was nice I mean obviously it's cool that it's happening again um uh being in Champaign it's obviously not like super convenient for me to attend like it was the last time Mm -hmm. uh but it's still it's it's cool I mean it's it's definitely uh as you said definitely my world's world colliding a little bit yeah so um last time um the last game, it was November of 2018, I think. Yeah, November 27th of 2018. Yep. What I remember of that is a snowstorm. Yep. It it snowed. Is torrential snowstorm? That's not a word. That's, it snowed uh, heavy. It is, but not for that. It snowed really heavy on my way from the arena to your place because I had a friend yep. that was working in TV, and he covered the game for a station in South Bend, and we were going to go out for drinks or uh, dinner after. And I got out and I was like, I'm not going back out in this. I went to drop my stuff off at your place and I was going to go meet him for a drink or whatnot. But I just remember it being like a blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. It was, it was rough. I wouldn't want to take the station car out. That. Was that an HHR? Were you, or did you no. have the HHR at that point? No, I think, I think they had moved to the Jeeps. Okay. So yeah, I believe I had a Jeep. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. That's, that's a good point. Um, do you remember the game? A little bit. I know Illinois lost. Um, yeah, they had a shot I, at the buzzer. They were down by 13 with six okay. minutes left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. They were down 65-52 with six and a half minutes left. Like, I everyone, pulled this up. Everyone thought it was over. I mean, I'm sitting yeah. on the baseline like, what the heck's going on? Um, Notre Dame was 5-1 and one at the time. Illinois was 2-4. and four. Um, yep. And Trent Frazier, like, he had a good look. Missed a shot at the buzzer that would have won it. And he actually tweeted on Monday. He tweeted today, um, I need my revenge. Yeah. So he, he's already looking yeah. forward to it. Um, my initial thought was normally, you know, like last year, they had Illinois and Duke. Illinois was a top 10 team. Duke was a top 10 team. Is Notre Dame supposed to be that good? Because I thought they were pretty average or below average in the ACC. So if Il- or Notre Dame, sorry. Sorry. Did I say Illinois? No, you didn't. But I'm just, I have a re- response to your question already. I was going to let you finish. Oh, okay. Well, my point is, is Notre Dame notoriously that, or like, are they supposed to be that good? Cause I, I didn't think they is were. Is Illinois supposed to be good? I mean, Illinois, let's be honest with ourselves. They're Illinois not going to have their two all Americans. Yeah. But they're, I haven't, I mean, are I mean, they even going to be a preseason top 25 team? No, no, no. But so in the, in the I mean, that's the thing. in bracketology, Notre Dame has a 
10 seed in the bracketology. Illinois has a six. And now, again, it's early. So I guess Notre Dame is a tournament team, but that's bubble. And a six seed isn't really bubble. I, I just don't – I don't see – I don't know. Maybe my eyes are orange and blue and my glasses I don't, are orange and blue right now, but that was I mean, my a little first bit, take. A little bit. Um, I don't think that the matchups are always as even as you're trying to think yeah. that they are. Yeah. Um, I think very often um, – like that year we're referring to 2018, I think Notre Dame was far better than um, at least preseason wise was supposed to be far better than what Illinois was. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's necessary. Yes. Obviously they're, they're trying to get them, you know, those matchups to be teams that are relatively close and, and that type of stuff, but I don't think it's necessarily a one for one comparison. Yeah. Um, I are, think that there are 15 teams in the ACC, right? So one team doesn't compete in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Notre Dame is a, is an experienced team. They haven't been very good the last few years necessarily. Um, but they do have experience. Um, but as I said, I I mean, I don't really know what we're going to get out of Illinois this year. I don't think anybody really knows. I mean, Illinois was a, you know, one of the best teams in the country last year, and then they lost their two best players, three, well, three of their five best players. And now you don't really know what you're going to get. So, um, to answer your question, is Notre Dame to that level? No, probably not. But I don't really know what level Illinois is either. So that's true. I mean, they're not going to put Illinois up against Duke or Carolina um, if they don't have Io or Kofi there to headline that. So I don't know. Um, I I don't hate it, but again, I think it's just kind of you know, it's kind of a it's a good regional matchup. It's you know, there's a lot yeah. there's a lot to it. So yeah, um, I like it. I mean, you touched on the players losing or losing Illinois, losing their uh, three of their five best players. But I mean, they also lost three assistant coaches and still haven't filled all three spots. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to bring weeks. that up today, but <laughs> yes, um, still haven't filled the vacancy. We are going to bring it up every week until they fill it. Um, there is still not a third assistant coach. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the tweets or anything, but actually, I don't even rem- remember if we talked about this. Tyler Underwood is out recruiting right now for the coaching staff because you're allowed you're allowed three assistant coaches and they got a special waiver because they haven't hired or found the third so tyler is out recruiting um, as an assistant coach he's not going to get the spot Uh, i wouldn't think i mean holy cow if he gets that spot um but i think he will have a he will have a spot he will have a support staff spot yes correct um notre dame went 11 and 15 last year 7 and 11 in the acc um, for reference, but um, just to throw that out there. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Big Ten, Ten Big Ten ACC challenge stuff now, and I'm just looking yeah. at it, thinking like I don't know that there's any. I mean, you're obviously going to get you know Carolina and Duke and yeah. I'll run know. through this. I'll run through the schedule just real quick. Um, Illinois is the first night of it. Um, I think it starts with Iowa at Virginia, followed by Notre Dame at Illinois. That's on November 29th. And then on the 30th, you get six games. Uh, this is a good one. Florida State at Purdue. I think yep. Purdue could win the Big Ten. Early early, early Big Ten pick could be Purdue. Um, Indiana at Syracuse. Minnesota at Pittsburgh. Another good one. Duke at Ohio State. Clemson at Rutgers. Northwestern at Wake Forest. So a couple of good games that night. And then December 1st, Virginia Tech at Maryland. Louisville at Michigan State. Could be a good one. I don't know what Louisville's got, but Michigan State always retools. They're always good. Miami at Penn State, 
another good one, Michigan at North Carolina, maybe the best one of that night, Wisconsin at Georgia Tech, and Nebraska at NC State. So that's the 14 games of the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Uh, quickly, do you know what ACC team is not included? Mm, I haven't been staring at this long enough to <laughs> think about it. It just crossed my mind. I have no idea. Uh, I, I don't come expect up with you it. to know either. I could come up with it eventually, but um, just looking at it right now, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't expect um, you to know that. Just of note, Coach K's final game in the Big Ten ACC Challenge will be on the road, not at home. His so, last home game of the ACC Big last... Ten Challenge was against Illinois. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, we know how that went. Yeah. Um, now it's going to bug me to figure out who this last team is, and I – I don't know. I'm going to not think about it because just a, yeah. notes. it was just a quick thought. I didn't, wasn't sure if you uh, would know or not. Um, they finished last in the ACC last year. So who's a notoriously this, bad this team? ACC school? Yes. Oh gosh. I don't know. Boston don't. college. Oh yeah. Okay. Boston college. Not it would have, it would have made Big for challenge. It would have made for bad content for me to sit there and guess that for right. 30 seconds to try to figure it out. So. Right. Um, so that's the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Another conference, non-conference game announced for Illinois was the Gavit Games with the Big East, and uh, I think it's at Marquette. It's not a home game. Yes. I think it's at Marquette, um, who just got a commitment from Daryl Morsell, former Maryland Terrapin. So Shaka adding to his roster with Daryl Morsell, who I, th- I think it was him that like had a career high against Illinois in that upset at Champaign. Do you remember that game? I think he had like close. I think he had 20, if not 20, he was, he was way up there. The game that Illinois not should not have lost. Um, So a couple pretty good um, regional uh, non-conference games for the Illini as the schedule continues to take shape. I think there's um, the game against Arizona in Champaign, the return game against Arizona that was canceled last year. So that'll be on the schedule. Um, but that's all I can think of. Maybe another game against Grand Canyon because I think they hosted Grand Canyon, then they went to Grand Canyon, and then part of the contract was another Grand Canyon trip to Champaign. So I think that's on the schedule this year. So slowly but surely, we are um, we're getting in there with the uh, men's basketball schedule, uh, inching closer and closer to football. No, nothing really newsworthy with Illinois football. Uh, big recruiting month. June was a huge recruiting month. I've got a couple commits, but no one that really um, – breaks the bank here but another big Illini uh, announcement this week was the athlete of the year awards they're they're big awards and no surprise whatsoever that two men's basketball players take home the two big awards um, Ayo Dusumu is the Dyke Edelman male athlete of the year back-to-back winner um, he was the first men's basketball player to win it last year since Darren Williams in 2005 so he goes back-to-back and then Olivia Howell uh, of track and field I think she's a distance runner for track and field won the female athlete of the year and she also won freshman athlete of the year so freshman bringing home the Dyke Edelman award that that's pretty special for her I think I don't she had to have gone to nationals but I don't know what place she got yeah I'm not Um, I don't remember but yeah um some of the other male athlete nominees um Michael Fiegel's uh of men's golf Kendrick Green of football uh, John Davis was nominated for the Dyke Edelman Athlete of the Year, Pride of Oakwood. Um, it's great to be young in a comet. <laughs> uh, Ian Skirky of uh, gymnastics. 
Manning Plater, track and field, Lucas Bird of wrestling, and Alex Kovacevic of men's tennis, and Jackson Raper of baseball. So those were the male nominees. Um, not as not as many female. Uh, Tristan Nallen of golf, Rebecca Craddock, cross country, Kendra Pasquale of soccer, Kaylee Powell, softball, and Abby Gabush of swimming and diving, and then Olivia Howell. Um, and then the other award was the male freshman of the year award. And no surprise, Andre Curbelo brings that one home. Um, he beat out Lucas Bird, also nominated for that. Hunter Heck, Tyler Seduth of track and field. Hunter Heck was tennis. Justin Janis of baseball, Tyler Cushing, cross country. Logan Myers of gymnastics. And Isaiah Williams was the football nominee for freshman of the year. It's crazy to me that he was considered a freshman this year. Yeah. It is just insane. Because yeah. I feel like he's been on campus for five years. Um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, when, they, when they tweeted the nominees out, I was like, this is, there's no doubt about who the male athlete oh, no. is. Um, no. Female, there wasn't a clear cut. I know you don't follow the Olympic sports and non-revenue sports as much, um, but I knew all the names on there and I didn't know who they would go with, honestly. So um, I know it's always a big, um, they started this a couple of years ago. They called it the Oskies. Like at the end of the year, it's like it's like their Oscars or their right. Grammys. Um, all the athletes would go to the State Farm Center and they had a big ceremony and a speaker and presented all the awards. And they made a really big deal of it. I covered it every year because it was on like a Saturday night or a Sunday night. Um, obviously, they haven't been able to do that. So they just announced them virtually this year. But it's always kind of the, the bow on the end of the athletic year to uh, honor those those athletes that um, represented Illinois really well. That men's nominee list is incredible yeah Kendrick Green's in the NFL John Davis breaking records um Fiegel's All-American for golf I mean Eleanor's got some athletes on both yeah, sides it's loaded it was definitely loaded for sure but yeah that was going to be Io's first team All-American <laughs> for sure yeah. like that's just yeah. no way around that one yeah we'll talk Io a, a little bit more here in the coming days coming weeks um his draft stock. We'll see how, see how he did at the combine once reports start coming out, but um, he didn't shoot or play five on five or, or he may, maybe he shot, but he didn't play five on five or any scrimmages or, or anything like that. He just tested and graded out, which I thought was interesting, but um, we'll talk about that here in a little bit while we're still on college. Um, you've been watching the college world series. Yeah, a little bit headed on over the weekend while we were hanging out at the house. Um, there's there's some there's a lot going on there, a lot, a lot to, of uh, a lot of controversy, a lot of a lot of drama, a lot, lot of drama, drama. Um, off the field drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As as so goes 2020 slash 2021, uh, COVID reared its ugly head um, against the North Carolina State Wolfpack. Um, NC State upset Arkansas in the super regional. The number one team in the country was Ar- Arkansas was. And NC State upset them at Arkansas to get their spot. And they were running through uh, in Omaha. And then um, did they did they win their first game against Vandy? Yeah, I think so. Well, no. No, I, no, I think that, that yeah. I don't, remember. I don't they think they did. I don't think they did. But they started no. – they got to the they, were... they got to the semifinals where you yeah. have – like you win two out of three and you go to the championship series. So they got to the semifinal series and like – the morning of game one of that series reports started coming out that there was a COVID positive with NC state and they still let them play, 
but with 13 players, only 13 yeah. players were cleared to play. Um, I know they had their like backup catcher starting in left field. They had a starting pitcher at first base. Um, I think they had four, they had four pitchers and eight position players, whatever that comes out to nine position players. Um, it was a cluster, but they hung right with Vandy. Vandy's one of the best yeah. programs in the country. Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter, two of the top five prospects in the MLB draft. I think Rocker was throwing that day. Um, but they hung right with them. They lost three to one. I mean, they had a chance right there with 13 players. Um, and then, like, they're supposed to play game two the next day. I remember, I forgot what day of the week this was. It was like Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Thursday, Friday. I think it was Thursday, Friday. This, yeah. It was yeah. Thursday, Friday. Yeah. So overnight between Thursday and Friday, it was like 1.30 a.m. here. I was asleep, but I woke up to it. The NCAA was like, uh, no contest for NC State. Vandy advances like in the middle of yeah. the night. They announced. No, this that. was this was like Saturday. Was it? Yeah, this, this was over the weekend when yeah. all this. Yeah, it was right. on Saturday. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever day that they were supposed to play, like in the middle of the night, the NCAA releases that. Um, oh, was it the night of the rain delay? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was okay. So Texas and Mississippi State are the other two teams, and that game got delayed like four hours because of rain in Omaha. And so before that game was over, I think the NCAA canceled the rest of the NC State Vandy series and just pushed Vandy through. Um, I know you said you read an article today. So is there is there any more details from from this? Uh, no, it, it was just it was a good article that kind of laid out the timeline of how it all went down, just to kind of explain it a little bit. Because I mean, I I knew it was happening, but I I wasn't fully paying attention this weekend. Obviously, as I said, I was kind of doing some other stuff. So, um, but no, it just kind of laid out as as we've talked about the timeline of of how everything shook out. Um, they essentially had one guy test positive. And then a second guy, and then with contact tracing, once it hit four, then it became a situation where they had to test everybody. And so that's when they lost, you know, all those guys, as you talked about. So it was just kind of a, a domino effect of, of everything that came of it. Um, but, you know, it's unfortunate for them. Um, it really is um, for NC State, because as you talked about, they, they were on quite the run. Um, and yeah, they were, they were playing with Vandy. Um, but I think the, you know, the biggest issue that I think both you and I have um, has to deal with how the whole thing was handled. Mm -hmm. And I, I understand a lot of it is, you know, it's, it's, it's not the easiest thing to, to do um, with the testing and get everything out. I mean, you're trying, you're trying to do this in a matter of hours Um but the way they handled that and then for them to tweet out uh, mm -hmm. about the attendance that was at the game, like there was just a lot of like questionable things that I think were happening here. Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't really think were ethical um, with how they handled it. And again, I can't blame the NCAA for all of it because um, they, they did what they had to do. But I don't know, some of the some of the aftermath is a little little questionable i think personally yeah uh, i saw someone screenshotted a chat from an nc state player i believe they were talking to and it said that non-vaccinated players had to get tested the entire time vaccinated players did not have to right 
um, and the positives came from the vaccinated players. Yes. Or something to the effect, which, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think I, I, I had a point I, there I, and I just didn't want to make it because yeah. I didn't want to get into it, but <laughs> it's just, it's typical for the NCAA, right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Again, I'm just, I, I don't want to blame the NCAA for all of this because it's not all their fault. They were, you know, trying to follow protocols and everything else, but I just similar to how we talked about the John Rom thing. Um, a few years, a few weeks ago, uh, I yeah. just don't think this situation was handled well. Speaking of that, neither was the Justin Turner situation in the World Series. I mean, yeah, COVID when COVID strikes in the middle of a big event like this, it, it just has a tendency to not be handled well. Yeah. And there's not really uh, a rule book for this. Now, granted, we're more than. 12 months into this thing so you yeah. know they should have a better idea of it but in that article that you mentioned that article i did read you know they talked about how you know the ncaa has had all these championships um all all year long um they said only two only two of their championships utilized the bubble format which is obviously the, the basketball tournaments mm-hmm. um but they you know it just happened and again i just don't think they handled it well down on the stretch but that just tends to be the norm um, yeah. for when covid strikes during the middle of a big event yeah you you touched on john rom actually the pga is stopping their on-site testing i, really? I didn't see a date but i just saw a tweet or a, like an instagram story or something that the pga is stopping the testing i think at the it's soon it's soon it's in the next couple of weeks so uh, you, you brought up John Rahm and that reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, and then I also saw a video, I think NC state's already back home and they had like a reception or whatever, yep. which how can you it have right away? How can you have that if you've got COVID, but I don't Again. know who it was, but well, someone, the, the players that tested positive were quarantined. were still in isolation yeah. in Omaha. Okay. They did not make okay. the trip. They flew back privately later. Okay. Um, but still, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of gray area here with, you know, I mentioned that the tweet that the NCAA or, you know, the college world series, whoever tweeted it out, talking about the attendance and how many people were there yeah. yet you're, you know, you're sending players home because they tested. I, I don't know. There's just hypocrites. Yeah. <laughs> There's hypocrites. just some, yeah. um, but whoever had the mic at that welcome home party was like your national champions, the 2021 NC state Wolfpack. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. They were playing well. I've watched a couple games. They were, they were playing good. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a cluster. You've got Vandy and Mississippi state in the final now, all SEC final. Um, So yeah, that's, it's just, I, I, and I think it, it for sure is because it was the college world series that is such a big deal. Like if this was a regular season series against Notre Dame or something like, all right, whatever, yeah. cancel games. But they were one one step away from right. the national championship series. That's, so yeah, it's obviously why so, it's a big yeah. deal. Um, one more college thing that I forgot to mention while we were talking Illinois. Did you see what Josh Whitman's doing and the U of I is doing tomorrow? Yeah, I was gonna ask, are you are you covering that for the, <laughs> for the pod? Did you get your I mean, you don't need a credential for this? It's open, it's open to the public. It's open to the so public, yeah. Um so you need to go and ask questions and, and we can 
we can air it on the show. We've talked about name, image, and likeness on here, and it's coming to the state of Illinois. Um, all of the Illinois athletes are tweeting like, hey, July 1st, hit me up. I'll do whatever you need. I got to make some money. <laughs> it's funny to see all that, but uh-huh. uh, good good for them. Um, all of my all of my media friends and everyone was tweeting about this today because it's, it's pretty unique. Um, the U of I is hosting an open house for businesses Tuesday night at 6 o'clock to – for any questions, any information and questions regarding name, image, and likeness, which is July 1st. That's later this week in a couple of days, July 1st. Um, has not got the signature from the governor yet, I don't think, but I haven't seen anything about him not signing it. So um, so he's expected to sign it. So yeah, the U of I is like, hey, if you have any questions, if you want to talk to anyone about what you can and can't do, how this is going to work, come talk to us. It's going to be Josh Whitman and Brad Underwood um, kind of answering all the questions and whatnot. So Illinois is really getting out ahead of this, man. May as well. I love it. I mean, it's, it's here. Embrace it. This is happening. It's 2021. Let's, let's go yeah. get out there and get ahead of it and make um, it, use it to your advantage. Absolutely. Our, our friend Brett Barons went to the NBA combine. I think it was in, it was in Chicago. Um, so Brett went and covered IO in the NBA combine. And I think Brett asked him after one of his workouts about name, image, and likeness, and basically said, how much would you have made if, if they had this? And I was like, man, I would have sold t-shirts and signed autographs. I would have made six figures. I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) going from nothing to six figures. Yeah. Um, I I don't know that there's a, someone, I don't know if there's anyone on the, current teams that would make six figures no i don't think trent or curbello or anybody would make six figures hold on you have a, you have a guest i think we've got a guest just a second oh oh okay wonderful and he goes away do 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 oh there he is there's my favorite pokemon hey buddy how are you terrorizing the house say hi licking the mic as he should i'm sure it tastes delicious all right. He just wanted to say hi. He was pawing at the Hello, door. Onyx. Look up here. Happy to see you. He's, um... This will guarantee that we get at least 50, 50, 50 downloads or views or listens or anything. That's a guarantee. I think he's... He was born March 5th, so March... Ooh. Almost four months old. Wow. He's been good, though. He's been good. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get back. Let me get back to the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy special guest star onyx i love from him downstairs he's actually learned how to open the doors if we don't lock them that's so, scary yeah, he's tall enough to reach up and just paw at the handle and push it right open. So yeah, that's that's dangerous. All right, so that covers our um, 
college athletics. Um, we were just talking about IO and the NBA combine. So we'll jump right into the draft lottery, which was last week. Um, uh, somewhat of a surprise, I think, wouldn't you say at the top, in the top five, there were a couple teams that jumped up. Into uh, the top yeah. Five. Yeah. I wasn't totally expecting it. Um, a couple of them, especially. Yeah. So, so the Rockets, Pistons and magic um, each had 14% chance. They were tied for the most likely um, at, at the number one pick uh, Oklahoma city, Cleveland were next Minnesota, Toronto, and then Chicago was tied with uh, Sacramento and New Orleans at four and a half percent. And the order came out um, with Toronto and Cleveland jumping into the top four, um, which surprise, surprise, Cleveland benefits from the NBA lottery. I mean, come on, how lucky can you get? Um, I guess they, they, they only benefited two picks this time, but man, I feel like they always jump up, always. And then the Raptors won the championship a couple years ago. And they jump into number four. Yeah. Like, what the heck, yeah. man? So uh, the order came out. Let me scroll to the top here. Pistons got the number one pick. Um, and then the Rockets, Cavaliers, Raptors, Magic, Thunder, Warriors, Magic, Kings, Pelicans. Um, those were your top ten. So, of course, the Bulls pick goes to the Magic. It's that number eight spot. If it would have jumped into the top four, the Bulls would have kept it but it didn't budge. I don't think, I think it, yeah, it's slotted in where it was um, projected to land. Um, so, yeah. Um, do you think the draft lottery is as fixed as I do? <laughs> um, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, so I, I, I want to say the answer to that is no. But uh, I know that there are plenty of people, probably yourself included, that, uh, that definitely believe that it is. Would you like to explain why you think it is? How does LeBron happen to end up in Cleveland? They did have the most likely pick, but the biggest one. That's what you're, that, no, that's your. No, the biggest one. That was like Derek, 20 years ago. Is Derek Rose. The Bulls had like the eighth likeliest chance to get the number one pick kid from Chicago is going to be the number one pick and the bulls jump up 10 spots to get him. Or is, are you suggest is Kate Cunningham from Detroit? Is that what you're suggesting here? No, it's not. It's not the Detroit thing. It's like that they, they pander to certain franchises like the Cavs or all right. The Raptors won our championship a couple of years ago. We saw what happens when the Raptors are good. Let's, let's get them a good player. So they get good again. Wow. You're, I, you're I don't, deep. I don't you're trust deep it. in conspiracy theory. Lane. I don't. I don't trust the draft. I know. I mean, I know all. that you're not alone in this, but I don't know that I totally buy that. I mean, sure, they may. It may favor the com or the lottery may favor the Cavaliers more frequently than they don't. But like, outside of LeBron, how many times has it actually paid out? Paid off for them. The Cavs have been right. terrible. They, yeah, they don't capitalize. Forever. Yeah, they don't capitalize. But so, there's no, like, I, I just, I don't get it. I think they should, if they want to do a lottery, they should put all the, like, all kinds of balls and do it live. Like, show, actually show it being done so people know we're not cheating and we're not making the draft order ourselves. Well, that's fair. I mean, I'm not saying it's it's the best 
I'm not saying it's the best process by any stretch, but I don't totally buy into that theory, but I, I get it. I, I get where you're coming from. I guess, I guess my thing is when there is a storyline or a player, there's, there's some influence in the order. Does that make sense? So are you suggesting there's a storyline this year? No, not necessarily. No. Okay. No, but like LeBron, uh, Rose, like, when, when the guys have a chance to go somewhere that means a little bit more, I think the NBA might be like, let's make sure that, that they get that pick. Okay. Is that, more, is that U- more believable? You, have you been down a YouTube rabbit hole? No. I was just I looking just, at I'm draft. not saying it's, I'm not, saying it's not believable. I'm just thinking you're going off of two examples. No, there's more. In there the are, last 20 no. years that this just, has happened. I didn't write these down. It was just, I was going through this as the lottery was on TV and I was like, this just doesn't make sense. And I didn't write them down. So they've So your, your suggestion is then when, when there's a once in a generation type of talent, that's from a particular NBA. Not necessarily from there, but if there's somewhere that they, that the NBA thinks that player should go, that they pander towards that franchise. Okay. Or if, or right. if there's a notoriously good franchise that had a bad year, they make sure that they get maybe not one, but two or three or, or something like that. Okay. Uh, is there any chance Cade Cunningham does not go number one? I don't think so. I don't think. Have do you, you seen think the he's, odds? Do you think he's the best? going to be the best player out of this class? Oh, that's a tough one. Probably... I know it's a pretty deep class. It is a deep class. Let me see. Um, let me pull up a quick mock draft to see who people have. Um, speaking of the College World Series, I think it's about to start. Got on ESPN. Um, I think Jalen Suggs could be really good. Um, CBS has him at number two. Uh, I thought it was funny. At one point, I I did I looked at a mock draft and it had like. Jalen Suggs pick five, Jalen Green pick six, and Jalen Johnson pick seven. <laughs> it's like our, everyone just decided to name their kid Jalen. It's that it's year. The year of, it's the year of the Jalens. Yes. Um, I, I would say it's between, yeah, Jalen Suggs, Cade Cunningham. Um, I, I mean, we didn't get to see Jonathan Kaminga because he went to the G League, or Jalen Green because right. they went to the G League. Um. But I think those are probably the two best just because, like I said, we didn't see Green or Kaminga. Um, let's see where – I don't understand the Franz Wagner lottery pick hype. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't <laughs> see that at all. I'm with you. Um, I mean, there are a couple guys on here that I'm like, how how do you see lottery pick here? Um, they've got – CBS has IO 25 to the Clippers. And that, that's kind of where he's he's fluttering. We'll get more into mock drafts and stuff um, when it gets closer uh, to the draft. But um, but yeah, he's kind of hovering in that twenty three to twenty six pick range with a lot of a lot of mock drafts I've seen. Um, let's update the the NBA playoffs. Um, what what's going on there? Go Suns! Yeah. Go Suns! Um, we were recording Monday, so they're tipping off here in a couple hours for game uh, game five, but they have a 3-1 series lead as of recording. Uh, the Bucks 
took a 2-1 series lead over the Hawks um, on Sunday night. Um, Chris Paul is back for the Suns. Kawhi Leonard is not back for the Clippers. I haven't seen the status for tonight. Is he out tonight too? I haven't, I I haven't seen the update. Um, And then Trey Young sprained his ankle last night for the Hawks um, before Chris Middleton just went in fuego in the fourth quarter um, to pull, to pull Milwaukee out. Um, Do you think it holds? Do you think it's It's a Suns? Chris Middleton showed up in the playoffs. (laughs) Do you think Um, it's a Suns Bucks final? Yeah. I, I don't know that, especially if Kawhi's not going to play. Yeah. Um, that's that's a that's a big that's a big loss. Yeah, the Suns are playing really well. Uh, yeah, and without Trey Young, the Hawks are definitely in trouble. So, I think we're looking at Suns Bucks, which is sexy. Yeah, for, right. <laughs> sexy for the NBA. I mean, it's at least superstar players. But yeah, um, the league at this point, the league probably is pulling for. Well, I mean, they can't really go wrong either. Giannis gets a ring or Chris Paul gets a ring. Yeah. I think so, Chris, Chris Paul, at least making the finals is good. Is, I mean, it's great yeah. for him and great for the league, but he's one of the greatest the point guards to ever do it. He's never been this far. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's weird that he's going to do it with Phoenix. Like he's been yeah. with the Clippers. He's been with the Rockets. Yeah. He went with the thunder for a little bit. Like, I guess thunder would have been a little more weird than the Suns, but yeah, like, I don't know. He's, he's so good, man. He's so good. And I've thought yeah. for a couple of years, he's kind of like Kershaw, like, all right, they're going to fall. They're going to start falling. Eventually they're going to start yeah. falling eventually, but they continue to just be excellent, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, so Suns play Monday night, which the, obviously this won't be out till Tuesday. So we won't know the result. And then it, it just alternates every other day. So that is our NBA. It, did you, did you NBA want to talk about uh, team USA? You see, they finally uh, they give a give us a roster for basketball. I did see that. Um, There's not a lot of size. Not a lot that's, of size. That's my biggest takeaway. I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant's the tallest player on the team, and the only guy that's ever like six nine. Oh, is he playing? I, I didn't think he was. Playing. Yeah, Durant. Durant's playing. It's like Bam Adebayo, who's like six nine, six ten. I 10. do like. I do like Bam Adebayo. Draymond, who's a who's a short four. Um, Kevin Love. Is it, bio, Kevin I mean, yeah. there's not a ton of size. I mean, obviously it's, it's team USA. I mean, I mean that's too. just a microcosm of what the NBA is right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's what I was going to, what, what I was going to get at is yeah, that's, they're obviously big, talented, big men in the league, but yeah. the league is dominated by, you know, six, nine, six, eight, six, nine wings. I mean, I mean that's, holy cow. Uh, Devin Booker has agreed to play. So yep. if the Suns go on, like if the, if the finals go seven games, he, I mean, he's going to leave immediately from the finals and go to Tokyo, right? Right. right. <laughs> That's Have crazy. To. Yeah. Um, there is a bull, Zach Levine. Chris um, Middleton's on, on there the too. Roster. Chris Middleton. Oh, yeah. Chris Middleton's on there too. And uh, Drew Holiday, who's also with Milwaukee. Jeremy Grant. Who did Jeremy Grant even play for? The Pistons. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, There's I did definitely see some, some there was, lesser uh, names on the list, but yeah. There was I mean, something. I don't know who it was. Was it Jalen Rose, maybe, that made a comment about Kevin Love? that uh y'all should go check out um, i don't think i saw it but um spend a little more time on the nba than i than i thought we would let's move on to the nba because yeah. we got um we're gonna fill out our all-star bracket here <laughs> coming here coming up um we should have teased that at the beginning of the show um but yeah we're gonna fill out our all-star bracket all-star breaks coming up here in a couple weeks and the finalists were announced so we're gonna fill out ours um but first and maybe the most newsworthy thing that happened in sports last week maybe 
was the um, inspecting for foreign substances on the pitchers. Oh my God. Um, so <laughs> they implemented this rule and basically the opposing coach at any time can ask the umpires to check the pitcher for a foreign substance. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's any time. Am I correct there? Yes, I think um, so. Are, and are they doing that between each inning or does the, does the, does the manager have to request that as well? think they're doing it i i don't know it seems, I, I don't know it what seems like are. to me it seems like automatically as a pitcher leaves the mound after they get the third out of the inning the ump is coming and checking his glove and his hat and all that stuff yeah. so that that went into a, uh, effect earlier this week and the first night just chaos yeah um as as you as we expected right i mean it was the biggest one was max scherzer who one of the best pitchers of our generation maybe of all time um he was mowing down the Phillies and they checked him twice after he got came off the mound but then another time Joe Girardi requested it with runners on first and third like right in the middle of the inning Girardi's like hey can we check him and the umpires went out and Scherzer just threw his hands up like what is going on and like he started taking his baseball pants off and like threw his hat and Sergio Romo did the same thing he like took his pants off it's just it is insane it's, to me it's that ridiculous. the manager can just be like hey we need to check him and and Clayton Kershaw made a brought up a great point that there needs to be a punishment for the opposing manager if you ask for a check and you don't find anything because like he said Girardi wanted to check in the middle of the inning with runners on first and third like you're you're throwing the game out of rhythm here you're you're like you're you're having a, a negative impact on the pitcher's rhythm when you do that. And, and it's what Girardi wanted. Hey, did, Oh yeah, absolutely. That was intentional. Yes. That, that was just as much game, gamesmanship out of Girardi as it was actually wanting to check for any sort of, any sort of substance. Yeah. And I Girardi's mean, reasoning, just... his reasoning was, and he said it after the game, he said that Scherzer was rubbing his hands through his hair and he's never done that before. And Scherzer answered because Scherzer's, I guess, media was after Girardi's media. So um, Girardi had already answered and someone told Scherzer what Girardi said. And he had a, he had a reasoning for it. I don't remember what it was. Um, something about if you take this away, like the only place I can get any sweat from is like the back of my head or, or in my head or something. So I, I, if you're checking between each inning, what's the point of allowing the coaches to, to basically challenge like, I, I don't understand the logic in allowing a coach to be know. like, hey, let's check something. If you're checking often enough, which, I mean, I don't, I don't hate the idea of checking a pitcher when they come off the mound. Because if they did use something just now, then you'll find it. It's not like they can right. hide it. But yeah, I, agree. I, I don't want to see them check before they go on the mound because they could have it hidden or something and, and pull it out after you check. So I think if you, if you check after they come off the mound, that, that should be plenty. Yeah, no, I agree. I just, I don't like that this is happening during the season. Yeah. For one, we've talked about that already. Yeah. Um, and I just, they need to come up with something better because um, pitchers have made it abundantly clear that they need some sort of substance. They've been using sunscreen and rosin for years to do this stuff. And now they're baseball saying you can't use that either. Yeah. So I think they need to come up with something that is approved, that's legal. That can they could just keep it out there by the mound 
just like the rosin bag, just yeah. something because yeah. it's all right. I mean, I knew it was going to get out of hand and it, it won't, they'll figure it out. Um, but I, the, the main thing here is I just hate that this is happening during the season. I just, yeah. I, I understand that they needed to do it. Um, but I, I wish they would have figured this out beforehand. Yeah. Uh, me and you both are deep into fantasy baseball. So we follow players other than on the teams we follow. Have you noticed any pitchers in particular numbers falling since this happened? No, my team's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, not, not really. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's definitely happening somewhere, but. Yeah. So I've got uh, Garrett Cole in one and he's had a couple rough outings since this all came out. I know Walker Bueller, someone had the graphic of his spin rate. And yeah. since um, I think it, cause they were playing the Cubs yeah. a couple nights ago um, uh, since all the crackdown, his spin rates have really changed. So people are like, all right, he was definitely using something. So yeah. um, I agree though. Well, they should, they should not are. have. Yeah. Yeah. They should not have done this mid season. They should have waited not, and, and yeah, put it in I, the CBA or something. I don't think they should have been using the substances they were using at all, but I yeah. just, they need to come up with something better than yep. just we're going to stop all of it and we're going to stop it in the middle of June. Like yep. that's just, that's just not cool <laughs> for anybody. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I mean, even, even batters, if you ask major league batters, they'll, they'll tell you they want the pitchers to have something because that's how they yeah. get control of the baseball. Right. Someone said like, you, do you want us or do you want the ball to come in our head? Like, do you want the, yeah. To get hit by if, pitch. I mean, if, yeah, if we did this at the beginning of the season and they had no, they had nothing to hold when the, when it's 35 degrees outside, yeah, like you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. We've, we've gone on this for several weeks now, but right. I just think they wish they would have handled that a little better, but right. Um, on the field, the Cubs um, 42 and 36, three games behind the Brewers. Awful June. Cubs are four and six, their last 10. I don't want to hear it. Cardinals. Yeah, remember when I asked you if the Cardinals were going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline? Sell. And you everyone. Said... <laughs> uh, Cardinals are 37 and 41. I'll take Nolan Arenado. Eight games behind the Brewers for the division. Two and eight in their last 10 games. And you know, you know who is going to stop the slump? You know who the Cardinals are throwing on the mound Monday night? Yadi Molina? Wade LeBlanc. <laughs> that is the answer to all of our problems in st louis wade freaking uh, leblanc just throw matt carpenter out there might as well man it. might as well um white Sox are leading the division 45 and 32 they're they're three and seven in their last 10 so they're not playing great baseball either. what would what would you want in exchange for nolan arenado oh gosh I mean, you got him for nothing, so yeah. even a slight upgrade from nothing. I'll give you Zach Davies and, and four teenagers for <laughs> Nolan Arenado. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the only people that you keep in place are Goldschmidt, Arenado, Flaherty, Carlson. Um, I mean, everyone else should be expendable. I I don't know. They're just sitting on their laurels and, and waiting on something to happen. They called up two guys today from AAA that are – no better than a bag of chips. I mean, Nolan Gorman did go up to AAA from AA, so that's a good sign, top prospect. But um, Cardinals are just stuck and not making moves or anything right now. So um, something's got to change. Gorman signed card? Okay. I tell you the story? I like it. 
I interviewed him a couple years did ago. Did I tell you? Did I tell you how I why I have this? Uh, no. So uh, South Bend, we hosted the all the Midwest League All Star Game oh, in 2019. Yeah. yeah. And they do. Uh, we did a fan fest the night before, where the, we had a home run, had a home run derby, and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. there was a period of time where the players were down on the field signing autographs, and uh, so after that was done, we had to go down on the field to clear the tables and the chairs and all that stuff to get ready for the home run derby. And I'm just clearing stuff out and just it. laying there on the ground. Somebody's <laughs> Nolan uh, Gorman card just laying there signed. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to take this. <laughs> so uh, it's been it's been here. That's about the only signed card I have. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of baseballs, but uh, yeah, I'm going to hang on to this. Yeah, I've got know. that baseball right there. Yeah. Uh, for those watching on YouTube, that's signed by Lance Berkman. Oh, that's good. And one. then these two helmets, one is signed by Chris Carpenter, one is signed by Matt Holiday, and then I've got a uh, 2011 World Series champion poster hung up, signed by John Jay. Ooh. So those are like my only. Those are my that's only three autographs. Yeah, those are. I have good. I have a collection of baseballs, most of which came from my experience um in south bend i have some yeah. hall of famers a couple of maybe one day hall of famers uh yeah yeah and a jenny finch signed softball oh that's worth something eh, she's good man <laughs> so, um yeah. gorman has been working out at the second base um so maybe there's a path there um, i wouldn't hate to see him work out in the outfield but uh, that's either here nor there let's get to our all-star ballots um oh I you don't want to talk about the cubs or well cubs are fine they're they're like in a wild card spot we don't no, need they're to. not they're not going to get a wild card spot they have to win the darn division that's true that's and true. they're not probably but not going to do that i think it was um trevor valise from espn cu here 93.5 he tweeted out the brewers schedule like the last 50 days was against oh yeah all under 500 teams so maybe they'll yeah, the fall cubs, off the cubs, cubs easier half is is in the second half and i think um, that's i know i know i'm going back to the cardinals that's what bothers me the most is because they've yeah. played the Tigers, the Pirates, and there was one other bad team, uh, Diamondbacks. Tonight, we start the Diamondbacks. The, the schedule has really opened up, and the Cardinals have lost five of six to those teams who are yeah. awful. They lost three yeah. of four to the Pirates at home. Yeah. So. No, the, the Cubs have already seen the, the Dodgers several times and the Padres several times and yeah. the Giants one series. So a lot of their – the bulk of their – um schedule the difficult part of the schedule is already passed but regardless the cubs need to address a few spots and uh we'll see what happens if they have to play better though because if they continue to play like they are uh they might become sellers as well yeah um but uh they need to address some some issues for sure starting pitching and backup catcher amongst them it'd be great if there was a starting pitcher and a backup catcher that would have been on this team when the season started. <laughs> I just, I wish that could have happened. I wonder if there's any way. No, that just seems too ridiculous to have you, you Darvish and Victor Caratini on the roster. That just <laughs> seems like far-fetched. I don't Anyway, go on. Moving on. Let's, let's go to our all-star ballots. I think our episode's running a little long here. No. Um, we'll, we'll start with the... We'll start with the American League. Um, okay. So um, the way the MLB did it this year was they, they opened it up to normal voting, and then some they, they named three finalists who will 
then people vote on for the finalists. So the American League finalists will start at first base. Jose Abreu, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and Yuli Gurriel. Uh, White Sox, Blue Jays, and Astros. Um, all double-digit home runs. Vlad's batting 342. Yuli's 333. Vlad's got 66 RBIs. Um, who you going with at first base, Logan Lee? Uh, I'm going to go with um, Vlad, Vlad Jr., I think that Blood might junior. be the most obvious pick of the yeah. entire all-star yeah. game. Um, dude, dude, 342, 26 home runs, 66 RBIs, 1.127 OPS, which OPS factors a lot into my decisions here. I, I like the OPS stat. So um, Vlad might be AL MVP right now. He is at an unworldly level. Uh, so we both got Vlad second base. Jose Altuve from Houston, DJ LeMahieu of New York Yankees, and Marcus Simeon from the Blue Jays. I don't have the stats pulled up in front of me, um, so I don't know all the the details as to each of these guys. But my gut and who I voted for, I think um, both times I voted uh, is Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon's batting two eighty one with eighteen He's home runs, forty five RBIs, and an eight sixty five OPS. I went with Altuve. His numbers are a little bit better. 292 average, 17 home runs, 41 RBIs, and an 882 OPS. Yeah. So the average and the OPS put him over the hump for me. Um, I mean, home runs and RBIs, he's right there. So I went with Altuve. Um, is he a villain? Like, I mean, at this point, I think anybody that was associated with the Astros <laughs> and that whole debacle is a villain. That's true. So, That's true. That's true. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would say so. Astros every time are I coming think out of his in name, votes, though. Every time I see his name, all I can think of is a thing in a trash can. So, yeah. Astros have a finalist at every position. So their yeah. fans, their fans are voting for him. Uh, moving on to third base, Alex Bregman from the Astros, Rafael Devers from the Blue Jays or um, Boston Red Sox, and Yoan Moncada from the White Sox. Who you got, Logan? Hmm. I have Bregman on my fantasy team. I actually have Mankata now too. Um, mm -hmm. Bregman's hurt. I don't think he'll even be there for the all-star game. Uh, I'll go with Devers. Yeah, Devers um, has by far the best numbers. He's having the better season. The other 283 two average, 19 home runs, 64 RBIs, and a 926 OPS. Whew. Eight, 283 average, 19 home runs, 64 RBIs. Yeah, that's who I, it's, it's clear and obvious there as well. Um, shortstop Bo Bichette from the Blue Jays, Xander Bogarts from the Red Sox, and Carlos Correa from the Astros. This one's pretty close. Who are you going with? Uh, I went with Bogarts. The 330 average, 13 home runs, 46 RBIs, and 948 OPS. Just barely beating out Correa. I have Correa in a fantasy league, and he's been on fire the last month. Um, just for the sake of um, argument, I'm going to go with Bo Bichette. Oh, okay. I'm just going to go all in on the Blue Jays in that infield. The Blue Jays and the former MLB stars' yeah. sons. Yeah. <laughs> Vlad Guerrero. Too bad we don't have Kevin Biggio on here. Yeah. That'd be a <laughs> heck of a team. Yeah. I mean, Blue Jays have a good roster. They were my World Series pick preseason. Yes, um, yes they were. Then we moved to catcher where, ooh, catcher is slim pickings. Yasmani Grandal is batting 177 with 12 home runs. He's a finalist. Martin Maldonado from the Astros, 171 with five home runs is a finalist. 
and Salvador Perez from the Royals. He is batting 277 with 18 home runs and 48 RBIs. Yeah, he's the clear. Yeah. He's the clear front runner there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's about there's a few NL catchers that can maybe contend with him, but there's nobody in the American League that was going to touch him. Yeah. Yeah, he's year, about the so. only American League catcher that's having any sort of a good year. Um, and then we move to the outfield. Um, Michael Brantley, Byron Buxton, Adolis Garcia, Randall Gritchick, Teoscar Hernandez, Aaron Judge, Cedric Mullins, Mike Trout, and Alex Verdugo. So you get three of these. Logan Lee, who are you going with? I'm going with the breakout star, Cedric Mullins. Yep. I'm going with other breakout star, Adolis Garcia. Okay. And I'm going to go with the GOAT, Mike Trout. Okay. Although yeah. Byron Buxton is a pretty, he's, he's up there for me. Although I think he's hurt again. He's hurt again. Yeah. He's been hurt um, all year, but he's batting. Yeah, th- he can't stay healthy, but that, that would be the three I'd go with. Yeah. Buxton's, I do like Verdugo though. Buxton's batting 369 with 10 home runs, but only 19 RBIs. Um, but yeah, he's been hurt like all year. Um, Adolis Garcia, he's got 20 bombs. That's, I mean, that's definitely worthy of it. Um, I went Aaron judge in his spot. Um, that's fair. 285 average 17 home runs for him maybe because he's on my fantasy team i don't know um but yeah my other two were the same cedric mullins man what a year for him um yeah and i think the uh last american league spot is pretty obvious dh Jordan alvarez jd martinez or shohei otani shohei otani yeah yeah maybe another maybe al mvp candidate him and vlad are right up there um what he's doing this year i I don't know how long he can keep it up, but nope. I don't either, oh but I'm, I'm glad it's happening. 277 it's average, to watch. 25 home runs, 59 RBIs. Um, so we were pretty similar there. I think we both got Vlad. We went different second baseman, um, different shortstops, and one different outfielder. Um, so not not quite exact, but pretty close. Our um, When we did the burger bracket, as I was putting it together, Ed team, I texted Logan that only one of our picks was different the entire bracket. So uh, let's hope. That yeah, that I figured this would this probably. <laughs> I figured this would probably be the same. And I think this that the NL is where we might see some differences here. Um, we'll start with first base again. Freddie Freeman from the Braves, Max Muncie from the Dodgers, and your Anthony Rizzo from your Cubs. I do love Anthony Rizzo. Um, I really want to go with Freddie based on him being the MVP last season. Um, but I know he's not having the best of seasons. I'm still going to go with Freddie. Okay. I love, I love Tony Rizzo, but I'm, I'm glad he's there. I'm glad he's in the mix. You know, if he makes the team in the end, that's fantastic, but yeah. I'm going to go with Freddie. I'm going to go with Max Muncy. Like I said, the OPS yeah. um, is a big, the average in OPS is big for me. I love the, I love the OPS stat. He and, just doesn't swing. He does. Yeah. Yeah, he I doesn't mean, swing unless he has to. Right, right. But I'm going to go with Max Muncy. Freddie's a good That's, pick. I think. Yeah. I think Rizzo's the the third there. Yeah, um, I agree. Second base, uh, a couple good candidates. Um, I don't see how Gavin Lux got in there. I have him on fantasy, and he sucks. He's batting two thirty. Oh, he's terrible. I dropped him. Um, Adam Frazier is batting three thirty one for the Pirates. Uh, really good. And Ozzy Albies, 253, 12 bombs, forty six ribbies, for the Braves. Who you got? Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier. Yeah. I went with all send these. Adam Frazier to the all-star game. The pirates yeah. are terrible, but send Adam Frazier to the all-star game. Yeah. Pirates are terrible, but they took three out of four from the Cardinals in St. Louis. Um, uh, Cardinals are terrible too. I might, I must have a bias to the Braves. Cause I took uh Albies here. Um, I don't know why. 
because his OPS is lower, but he's got a lot more home runs and RBIs. He's a lot of in, pop in this stack. In this stack, he's a lot of pop. And the pick I've been most looking forward to between us, third base. We do have Justin Turner in there, who's having a really good year, actually. 292, 12 home runs, 40 RBIs, 863 OPS. But the other two finalists, Chris Bryant and D. Nolan Arenado. Who you got, Logan? Give me the numbers. Okay. Chris Bryant is batting 265 with 15 home runs, 40 Chris Bryant has RBIs, had a terrible, and 59 OPS. Terrible June. Nolan Arenado, did you get those? All those? Yeah, yeah. Nolan Arenado, 266, 15 home runs, 50 RBIs, and 828 OPS. I mean, it's a toss-up, let's be honest. They're like the exact um, same stats. They are. Uh, Chris Bryant, as I said, has had a terrible June. Um, he was looking like an all uh, MVP candidate mm-hmm. uh, the first, first two months of this season. That's obviously not, has been, not been the case as much. Uh, but the Cubs are a better team, and he's probably the only real shot they have to have a starter. So I'm going to go with Chris Bryant. And I mean, obviously there's some bias there, but that's the only starter they're going to get. So <laughs> for the exact same reasons it. that you said, I'm going with Nolan Arenado. <laughs> except the, the fact that, <laughs> except the fact that they're like seven games under 500 and yeah, the Cubs are actually true. in second place in the division. That's but other true. than that, sure. That's fine. I mean, Arenado is the Cardinals only chance to get a starter um, because we'll get to and, catcher and we, the Cubs have a shot have there. The same. Uh, I don't know. Um, shortstop. Let's move to shortstop first. Um, Javi Baez is batting 228, but he has 18 home runs, 48 RBIs, uh, going up against Brandon Crawford, who's having a, a really good year. The Giants are the best team in baseball right now, but I uh, don't think Javi can quite catch Fernando Tatis Jr. 294, no, 25 no. home runs, 55 RBIs. No, yeah, that's obvious, right? That's that's all Tatis, yeah, yeah, Tatis. Sure. All right, and here we get to catcher another Cubs Cardinals debate. Um, Wilson Contreras is batting 227, 13 home runs, 30 RBIs, uh, 746 OPS. Yadier Molina, 254, seven home runs, 31 RBIs, 729 OPS. But Buster Posey, 326, 12 home runs, 27 RBIs, 967 OPS. Who you got? Buster Posey. Yeah. I mean, he's like 38 years old and he's doing that. Like, that's incredible. Those, those, those stats are monstrous for anyone let alone buster posey he's been in the league for 15 years this is a great time for me to bring up a subject that i've been dying to talk about on this show for a long time and i just haven't really wanted to and now it's not the right time because we're in the middle of something else the show's already going long but i'm just gonna ask the question how many future hall of famers are in that group right there um it's too early on wilson but i definitely think there's two there very well could be three but yeah, I think it's too early on Wilson. But it's it's too early on Wilson. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, there's two there. There's oh, two there. Okay, just curious. How many uh, first ballot Hall of Famers are in that group right there? <laughs> Can I say two and not start an argument here? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think there's two. I think there's okay. two. Um, just curious. I, mean, I just want to ask. That's that's such a good debate, and I do want to have that debate it's, for a, it's honestly for a full it, episode. It's it, and I don't really have a great argument for it. I'm not the person to argue with with you about this, and I don't want to go on a long tangent about it. I just think it's a. I just find it to be a super fascinating debate. Yeah, and it is. not it is. not the whether or not Yachty's a Hall of Famer debate. The thing that I find fascinating is that there is a huge group of people that think he's a first ballot 
Hall of Famer. And there's a huge group of people that don't think he belongs in at all. Like, yeah. that's what I find to be fascinating. And I don't know that necessarily one side is that much better than the other. Um, I personally think he gets in at some point, but whether or not he's a first ballot, I don't know. I just find that fascinating, that it, that the, that division between those two is is it's, it's so interesting to me yeah. as a non-Cardinal fan. You got to give me like a month heads up before you want to talk about that because I got to do some research because there's a lot of stats that aren't We're, on surface level. That We are I going to have that. We'll see. At some point, we will have that discussion, but yeah. I just wanted to bring it up. Anyway, yeah. go on to the outfield. Tangent. We both got Buster Posey. Outfield, yeah. um, again, not going to rattle the stats because there's nine here. Excuse me. Uh, Ron Lacuna Jr., Mookie Betts, Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, Jock Peterson, Juan Soto, Chris Taylor, Jesse Winker, and Mike Yastrzemski. A lot of people there that I don't, I don't understand how they're finalists, but who you got? I think these three uh, are clear cut. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty terrible defensive outfield, um, but it's it's Acuna, Castellanos, and Winker. Yes, one hundred percent for sure. It's a good thing Jacob Degrom will be on the mound because uh, they're they're not going to get much much defense out there. So yeah, um, I mean, I'm just assuming Jacob Degrom will be on the mound. That's not. I mean, Mookie Betts is having a down year. He's a finalist. Um, Bryce Harper, he, he's having he has decent stats. Jock Peterson I, I should would... not be a finalist. Juan Soto's having an no. okay year. Chris Taylor should not be a finalist, and Mike Yastrzemski is batting 227. I should not be an outfield finalist. I will say that I'm not going to vote. I wouldn't vote for him, and I'm not going to vote for him. I think Chris Taylor can make an argument just as a non-Dodger fan. I think his versatility, and he should be yeah. – I think he should be in the game. I yeah. think he should because because from the Dodger standpoint, they're one of the best teams in baseball. As you said, Mookie's having a down year. Cody Bellinger's been hurt all season. Corey Seager's been hurt all season. Yeah. Uh, Max Muncy's probably going to make the team, but Chris Taylor probably needs to be their other their other person on the team at least, not necessarily yeah. as a starter. Yeah, that's true. The um, other the other fascinating thing about this is that Chris Bryant is in here as a third baseman, and Chris Bryant hasn't played third base regularly true. since like mid April. Very so true. Very he's true. been in the outfield more than he has been at third base. So very true. Um, I will throw these up on the uh, YouTube edit as well. So you can see our full teams um, as they stand. Um, I should have said this before we started. I am so very anti fan voting all-star games because of what we just talked about. Because you got guys like Gavin Lux. I mean, I know they're not going to get in there, but like when guys like that get picked over. You mean when the entire Royals team gets voted in to be the starters in the all-star game? Like in did that happen? February. I don't remember. It was it was close. It was like the year after they won the World Series. It was like most of their most of the AL All Star team was Royals. Yeah. So here, here's an example. Um, you're just talking about Chris Taylor or Mike Yastrzemski, who's batting 227 with 12 home runs. Brian Reynolds for the Pittsburgh Pirates is batting 312 with 13 home runs, 44 RBIs, and a 931 OPS, and he's not even a finalist. Like, if you want the fan vote, how about the MLB names the finalists and then let the fan votes from the finalists? I, I agree with that. Um, I And I do think you're right. I will say, though, I think more often than not, they get the they do get the starters they do. right. They do most of the time. Now, these most are the finalists, so to be named a finalist is, is something. But Brian Reynolds isn't going to be voted as – it doesn't matter. And neither is Mike Yastrzemski. Like, that's just not happening. I mean, yeah. it's just – you know, um, they do. I, I understand where you're getting with that. Um, but I, I mean, I do like the fan aspect to an extent. So, you know, as you suggested, you know, pay, maybe changing up, 
you know, they do the finalists and then fans yeah. vote on that or something. I, that's fair, but yeah. um, I do like the fan aspect, just being involved in that. We are very long on the episode, but last thing, who is the Cubs representatives? Chris Bryant, Craig Krimble, Kimbrell. Yep. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good pick. Yeah. I would say probably how many catchers do they usually take? Two or three, I think. If it's three, I would say Wilson probably gets in. Yeah. Um, for sure. I mean, I think it'll be one of those two, definitely, yeah. other than Posey. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bryant and Kimbrell are the two guarantees. I think there's a, yeah. a few guys that could get in after that. Probably none of the starters. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. I think it's the same with the Cardinals. Closer, Anthony – or not Anthony Reyes. Alex Reyes, um, he's having a really good year as the closer. And then Arenado going back to Colorado for the All-Star game is <laughs> going to be awesome. <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to, unless he just yeah. goes 0 for 50 until the All-Star game. But yeah. I think those are our two. All right, um, a long episode, maybe the longest of uh, of the show. Uh, you got anything else? Um, there was something today uh, about a Christmas themed action movie starring The Rock. It's <laughs> coming out. It's something that they're going to be in production for. Sign me up, man. Sign me up. I'm all in. I don't even. I'm not even a Fast and the Furious guy, but the guy, one of the guys involved in that, is going to be writing it or whatever, producing. I don't know. Whatever. Sign me up. The Rock and a santa claus christmas movie heck yeah let's go <laughs> no that's it no further questions your honor that. I'm, um, I'm getting i'm getting very psyched for our space jam a new legacy watch along episode oh yeah so that's you know it's like happening it is 100 it's it's 100 happening yeah. we're going to watch the show simultaneously and we're going to talk about it while it's happening and then we're going to upload that okay it's happening Okay. It'll <laughs> be um, great content. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that, like a live viewing of something. I've wanted to do it with sporting events, but we'll, we'll try it on Space it. Jam. We're going to so do it with Space Jam. LeBron was wearing his Space Jam shorts at one of his son, like he was watching his son play a game, and LeBron had the Space Jam shorts on. Uh, I'm very skeptical, but we'll see. Um, likely a delayed episode next week with the holiday. Everyone have a good fourth, uh, good and safe fourth of July weekend. Um, but yeah, we'll get you an episode out next week. Um, anything else, Logan? I still love you, Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> He's still on a tear. Still on a tear. Still love um, him. That's episode 19. For Logan Lee, I'm Craig Schoet. Like, subscribe, share. Uh, if you like uh, what you hear or like what you see, we need uh, all the viewers we can get. We'll see you uh, next time on No One Asked Us. Bye!